check, check. Mic check. Sixty show presented by Truck Hero, Pro Taper, and Get Data on PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody, the PulpMX show, PulpMX show, Fly Racing Moto Sixty show presented by Pro Taper and Get and Truck Hero. Coming at you. Sorry, I'm rattled. I was doing some something on the internet and forgot the show was starting. So let's do that again. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Truck Hero, Get, and Pro Taper. Thursday, July 6th, 12 o'clock Pacific. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. It's good to have you guys here. And thanks, uh, thanks for tuning in. Let's talk some Southwick. Round 7. Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Series is coming right up. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. So last year we saw Eli Tomac uh, actually topple Ken Roxon at this race. And knowing that Eli Tomac has won um, two, three, four out of the last five motos, uh, it's looking good for Eli Tomac to maybe widen his lead this weekend at Southwick. So looking forward to that. 702 586 7857. Give us a call. We are giving away 2017 and a half kinetic mesh gear set from the folks at Fly Racing. Thanks to them for being on board. It's uh, it's always good, to, great to have a great company like Fly with us, and uh, we appreciate that. Also, to uh, Pro Taper, the Geico Honda, the Rockstar Energy Husky team, the JGR Suzuki team, all use Pro Taper. They depend on Pro Taper for their bars, sprockets, and uh, grips needs. Uh, from the uh, one and one eighth handlebar that invented and p- patented by Pro Taper to now the micro line of bar. Uh, for your little kitties, uh, all stuff that Pro Taper continues to innovate and elevate the limits, uh, pushing the limits and reinventing the way you experience riding your motorcycle. We thank those guys as well. Truck Hero, supplier of premium vehicle accessories made in the USA to outfit trucks and SUVs from bumper to bumper, comprised of brands like Husky Liners, uh, Bed Rug, uh, Back Industries, and Enfab. Uh, Truck Hero, truck-hero.com. They're proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR Suzuki team as well. And the folks at Get, Get, Get. The technology that made Get Riders uh, win world championships all over the world is now available. The LCGPA, the new launch control system, it's that orange box on the front fender, and uh, it takes your uh, common uh, electro. Uh, a common electrical system on your motorcycle and uh, it basically puts it on steroids. Uh, so yeah, basically thanks to those guys that get uh, get ECU gen- generation. Be- join it, please. Cooper Webb, Chad Reed, run get. The uh, JGR says you guys run get. So you should get get. Uh, Jason Thomas and Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper will be on to discuss Southwick. Maybe we'll throw in some uh, Kenny Roxon talk as well. I want to touch on that and uh, you know touch on this national championship series. That's uh, 
Saw some clarity this weekend. Uh, Zach Osborne stretched out his lead by seven more points, uh, um, and uh, and Eli Tomac took control of the red plate by 13, thanks to Blake Baggett's uh, second moto takedown by Jason Anderson. And where do you guys stand on that? Let me know. 702-586-7857. we got a few phone lines open uh, to uh, discuss Southwick and anything else you guys want. Uh, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down over there. The Tits Legendary. What's up, Tits? Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm great, thanks. And what's new? What's what, new? What did you think of Red Bud? Uh, I felt like a little bit of an idiot when uh, Baggett was getting ready to, you know, beginning his second moto, mm-hmm. and then he just has that dumb crash, uh, whether, what, whether or not that's What did you make of that? Or not. What um, did you make of that, Tits? I felt like initially it was innocent. I feel like JT probably has a strong argument, but in the end, either way, he crashed and it is what it is. Wow, ambivalence coming from yes. this legendary, everybody. Imagine that. I was last week, you probably don't remember because it was a not important, but uh-huh. I thought that Tomac was going to be the one to do, make some more of those mistakes, not bag yeah. it, that he was going to be charging, and quite the opposite happened. Yeah, I asked Tomac about it. He sa- I said, uh, you know, what, what's, what have you been doing or what's, what's been the key? And he's like, well, I just haven't been more patient and not dorking out in the beginning laps, which yep. is kind of what he was doing, you know. And obviously, yep. the, the front brake problem wasn't his fault, but uh, yeah, that's kind of all the stuff that he was saying. So, so I was wrong. Um, and so you you think Anderson did a little bit on purpose, a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure there could be a case made for that, but uh, I mean, I read JT's breakdown, and I'm sure he, he has some. He was some, a little bit more harsher on Anderson yes, than than, than yes. I would have no, been. Absolutely, uh, I think he presents a, a a case that you you couldn't just dismiss. So you know you could fight for it, but uh, he really the, went to the wall. He did on Anderson. <laughs> he you did, know, yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, but in the end, I think Baggett was the dummy who. Didn't uh, wow. didn't check up. Harsh. Um, we're going to give away a set of gears and kinetic mesh gear, which is the stuff that launched at Daytona this year. That is correct. From folks at Fly Racing. Any color they want, right? Um, that's my understanding. And, yes. uh, and we thank the folks at FlyRacing.com. they got much more than uh, just gear, everybody. Hard parts and uh, uh, accessories, watercraft stuff, uh, uh, snowmobile stuff, although it is July. Get ready for the season. And, uh, and of course, Moto Gear, the 2018 stuff coming out soon. Embargo will be lifted. Fly Life. Uh, I really like their 18 stuff. Uh, they've done a really great job of it. They've uh, spent some money on uh, their light hydrogen line and also to uh, really some really good uh, solid colors, um, bold colors. Uh, I like what they've done. So flyracing.com, please check them out. Looking to get Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper on the line. National championship winning mechanic, uh, Paul Parabinos as well as we'll, uh, we'll ask him about Loretta Lins. And uh, yeah, if you want to win a set of Pro Taper bars, we are going to do a little contest. So you can call in in a little bit not now um and we will uh we'll line up some trivia trivia for you people and the winner will get a a set of uh, a pro taper bar so uh again thanks for listening fly racing moto 60 show presented by get truck hero and the folks at pro taper 702-586-7857 southwick jason anderson pretty good there uh justin barsha Good at Southwick. Uh, you know Blake Baggett and Eli Tomac would be good. I, I remember both of them over the years. Tomac as recently as last year. Baggett in the 250 class putting in some phenomenal rides at Southwick. So you know they're going to be in the mix. And uh, Zacho and J-Mart and A-Mart, I mean, that's got to be the 250 guys that you would put in there uh, in the mix. But uh, for to talk about that and much more, let's get Pro Taper Zone Paul Parabinos on the line. What's up, Paul? How are you, man? 
Hey, Steve, how are you doing today? I'm good. We are going to give away a set of Pro Taper bars, uh, any kind of bar, any kind they want, 7 8 yeah, contour, yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, whatever works. Uh, all right, we're going to do that uh, shortly. So, Paul, where did you stand? I don't know if you read Racer X this week or anything else, but uh, uh, JT, very adamant Anderson put Baggett on the ground uh, on purpose. Um, I'm not so convinced. Uh, where do you stand on this? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even think it's a talking point. I don't think he purposely meant to, to, I don't, I don't know, like just by watching and I didn't watch it a lot, but just by watching that, I don't know if, you know, maybe Anderson had to hit the brakes to stay in the rut or maybe he did it on purpose. I know Mm -hmm. they don't like each other, so you want to assume that, but I don't really care, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but things are going to get uh, intense between those two guys as it keeps going because you know Baggett thinks he did it on purpose. Yeah, I would assume he does, and, and maybe Anderson did it on purpose. But um, I, I don't know. Yeah, those two are, are kind of had always have have always been kind of going at each other for the last few years now, and um, so uh, I'm sure. They both think it's intentional, or um, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm, is is Baggett okay? I don't know what happened. Did yeah, I don't. I haven't, I haven't heard. Uh, I think they thought it was a sprained thumb, so I haven't heard for sure. Um, good to have Southwick back on the schedule. It was off for like four or five years. It's great to have it back on. Don't you agree? I we need a track like that. No, I I think it's awesome. The fans at Southwick are awesome. It's a different track. It's a sand track. Um, uh, it's typically you know pretty hot it's pretty tough it's it's definitely tough on the mechanic and the motorcycle i've i've lived through that and so have you so i think it's awesome to have it on the schedule it's been, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a historic race it's awesome to have it back so so, for sure. so much work for as a mechanic huh Dude, that's all i remember i just remember the work yeah and i just dreaded it always and and because just so much can go wrong and and especially if it drizzles rain and and, mm-hmm. and the sand sticks to the radiators and you can you can really kind of uh overheat your motorcycle quick there so um, a lot of a lot of kind of turning points and championships have happened at Southwick um, simply because of the elements. So um, we'll, we'll see what uh, happens on Saturday. I guess it could happen again. I remember your old rider, Dean Wilson. I don't know if you, I don't think you ever won there, but I remember him riding pretty well in Southwick. Yeah, um, he was. He never loved Southwick, and the year he was um, leading the championship in 2011, he had just went down to Chad's um, a couple weeks before to kind of learn and ride some sand because he, he. I think he was a bit intimidated by Southwick, and he just he didn't ride very good there um, in 2010. Uh, but he came into 2011 good and prepared, and and I over prepared as a mechanic. You know, pro circuit. We mm-hmm. they still build their own engines. I built. Um, I remember I I volunteered. You know, we needed an extra engine. And I volunteered to stay late and pull all new parts and i built a brand new engine for dean for that race because i knew um you know he's really tough on the motorcycle at least he was back then and uh still almost had a dnf he still popped the head gasket and and pushed all the water out but um but it finished thankfully because we had an oil cooler and he kind of did a good job not revving it too much to finish the race but yeah. I think he went like three two and um yeah. we ended up extending our points lead and it was a hurricane that weekend we weren't going to get out <laughs> on a flight and then we got out on an earlier flight it turned from a great week uh, awful weekend into a great yeah. one actually so i uh i drove to Pittsburgh from Southwick on Saturday night or something. There were trees on the road and it was a seven hour drive or something and and Hertz really hooked me up. They didn't really charge me to drop off a one way rental, but I was trying to get out of there too. I remember like what am I gonna do? I can't be stuck here. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember if we all didn't get out basically right then we were gonna be stuck for a while. So Yeah. Um 
Yeah, it's it's a race that uh, it can, a lot can happen. Um, so last year, Paul, uh, one of the few races that Eli Tomac was able to beat Kenny Roxon at was Southwick, yeah. so that should bode well for him this weekend, right? Especially the the role he's on, the mini role he's on here. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I, it's hard to it's kind of hard to think otherwise. The only thing I can kind of chink in the armor is it seems like Tomac hasn't really performed a lot of times when he's been expected to to win or he's had the points lead he always seems to perform when he's the underdog so Mm -hmm. i would hope to see him keep things rolling i mean i think he should go one one um but uh let's we'll see again we'll see what happens you know anything can happen in racing and especially at southwick so uh baggett's fast there we know we don't know how his thumb is but we know he's fast there Uh, another guy that's good uh i don't think he'll be on baggett and maybe Tomac level, but he could be on a Marvin level or a Jason Anderson level, I think is Barsha. He's good there. Yeah, he's always kind of been kind of good there and frisky there. Um, you know, he grew up in that area, so uh, and he gets good starts too, and he got to, and he, you know, got a good start and led some laps last, last week, so mm-hmm. um, I think he could run up front again for sure. Um, maybe not for the whole race, but I think he can if he yep. gets a start. You just, you just never know. So, you know, Southwick's cool because there's so many local guys that'll show up and that could get good starts and um um you know i think everyone can kind of go for a while in the beginning it's just you, yeah. you know your fit comes into play real at the end there so i'm just glad it's back on the schedule i'm really yeah it's good uh i'm glad Me too, i'm dude. glad it is um <laughs> did you return your sand yet no no tits was just asking me about uh i didn't go last year um it was back and i didn't i skipped that year? i'm going this year yeah i leave tomorrow morning um i kind of want to keep the sand though you know I want to keep it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, hey, what what did you make of Marv? Uh, I really thought he would struggle a bit, and then Alden and KTM would pull him in for surgery. Uh, he's got a meniscus problem, and that can be that can cause locking, and it can cause pain and everything else. But I guess it's good, right? I guess it's at the time off, and the he finally started practicing last week. Um, this is like, yeah, I guess he's going to stick around. Yeah, and that's aw- that's awesome to see. Like, I didn't want to see him lose, uh, leave the series, and and I was a bit skeptical after High Point as to the extent of the injury. I didn't know that it was being reported based on what, mm-hmm. what happened from a doctor because I think it, it happened so close to High Point. So yeah, I don't know they had an actual diagnosis yet. Um, but then when Muddy Creek ha- Muddy Creek happened and he DNF'd, I was like, oh man, maybe it is a knee problem. But then I learned it was a yeah. front brake issue. So it was cool to see him back at at Redbud, and I thought he rode great. Um, hopefully he can keep keep the ball yeah. rolling, and, and maybe we can talk about him being in the hunt for a win by by Washougal because we know he's he's great there. Yeah, I just think uh, I, you know I think the championships out of reach for him, but yeah, he can get in the mix and and win races and, and get in the between Baggett and Tomac and, and really keep spicing this thing up, right? I mean that's what we need. Yeah, I mean that's all that's all he can do in his position is try to do the best he can each day, and and whatever happens to the points happens. I mean things can things can happen. You know, somebody mm-hmm. could get hurt this week, somebody's bike could break this weekend, and he could be in in it before before you know it. So he can't give up, and I think he knows that. And he's got some good tracks coming for him, I think. So it's cool to see that he's back and riding good, and hopefully healthy, and hopefully we have another guy that's uh, fighting for wins. What is up with Christian Craig and his starts? And he led three laps at, at Red Bud, like. It's kind of amazing. The guy's that good. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, uh, I don't find it as amazing because okay. um, I kind of believe, I believe in mental things a lot as far as with racing goes and starting. I believe there's good stars and there's bad stars. I think Christian's a good starter, and he goes down there knowing that 
I'm going to get a good start. And mm-hmm. I think that's half of it. Um, so uh, I wasn't surprised to see him get a whole shot at all. Um, he's just he's just good. He has the knack for it. I mean, granted, the bike's great. Granted, the bike um, has something to do with it. But I do feel it's about reaction time and, and technique and confidence on the start. So mm-hmm. um, cool, to, cool to see, though, somebody that could be gone from the races right? and injured and come back and <laughs> shot at the highest level in the yeah. laps. That's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, do you, any, i kind of thrown this on you without prepping you, but any word on Tickle? Is he okay? Is he racing? He dislocated shoulder at Redbud? Do we know? Uh, I don't know. Actually, actually, I texted him last night, but I would never even asked him about his injury. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, I, I have no insight for you. All right. Okay, fine. 702-586-757. Yeah, send him a text right now while we're doing this. Yeah. Uh, But Sean wants to talk to you about some bars. Sean, what's going on? Thanks for listening. What's your question for Pro Taper Zone, Paul Parabinos? Hey, boys. How's it going? Good. What's happening? Question question I have for you, Paul. I have a couple different bikes and Pro Taper SE bars. On my RM250, I run the RC bar, and it's awesome. I put the same bar on my YZ250, and it feels completely weird how do i go about figuring out what those differences are as far as the uh, rider well, triangle you, and stuff yeah yeah you can you can go on our website and you can look up your bar bend and look at the the specs of it and um kind of translate those into the feelings you're having so if you feel that it feels great on your one bike and, and worse on the other is it because it's too high on the other is it because it has too much sweep on the other so um, it really depends on, you know, seat height and foot peg and, and bar mount position from brand to brand, and that could for sure vary. So you might need to tailor your bar bend based on what brand you're riding. So I would ask you to start there, um, go on the website and look at the specs, um, and that might help you kind of um, pinpoint what you're feeling, and then you can make your decision from there. Okay, thanks. All right, thanks, man. Thanks, appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, we're going to give away a set of bars First two callers, the next two callers calling. Uh, we got a little bit of trivia contest for you. Paul will give you a set of bars, whatever you need, uh, even if even it's a micro. Like trivia. Yeah, we'll do some trivia. It's more more on stuff on us, but um, I came up with it at the last <laughs> second. Hey, so uh, speaking of us, uh, how is the Loretta Lens prep going, Paul? Um, it's going good. You know, I've. Um I've, I'll be honest, I've been really busy with work lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I texted you, I don't know, I went on a really big sales trip um, a yeah. while ago. But I'm, I'm still doing um, doing kind of my work, worrying about myself and doing doing what I can. So I think I'll be, um, I'm going to bring the best Paul I can bring to uh, to <laughs> oh, Third person even, yeah. I like that. Uh, that's, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, let's go to Mitch. Mitch, what's up, man? You want to talk about uh, Phil and Jmart? Yeah, I was just wondering, do we know if he was there watering the second turn this weekend? Uh, yeah, not <laughs> sure. I got beef? Yeah, <laughs> yeah not sure. Uh, I don't, yeah, would, would Phil have pit, fist pumped or not when he saw that go down? So, oh, for uh, sure. I mean, no yeah. beef has been buried, I'm assuming. Uh, no, they are still, like, I talked to J Mart about it, and I'm laughing at it, and, and a bunch of people are laughing at it, but they legitimately. Yeah, they're mad at each other now. Now it's just to the point where J-Mart is mad at Phil for being such an idiot, and Phil is not letting this thing go. So uh, Phil Man, will be racing. Bummer. Phil will be racing Unadilla, maybe Washugo, but Unadilla. So it'll be good to have him back. But yeah, yeah Mitch. Sure. So thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Dan. Dan, what's happening? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's going on? 
Well, I just had a kind of a crazy question here for you. I was looking on Racer X's gallery, and I downloaded one of the pictures from Muddy Creek. I was in my background, and I was looking uh, here. It's a picture of Trey Kennard and Eli Tomac in the pack coming through, I'm guess, in the first corner. Okay. And if you look at Trey Kennard's bike right above the exhaust, you can see the carbon fiber motor mounts. And they're visibly loose. They look like they're backed off, like uh, 5, 10 millimeters. And I was just wondering, do they run them loose like that for more chassis flex? Or if you noticed it, or am I just crazy and seeing uh, it? That's a really good job of you. That's an awesome job because I never looked or noticed, and I doubt Paul did either. Um, so it's on the gallery? Let me see. Yeah, so if you go, uh, let's see here. You go yeah, to the gallery, Redbud. Yeah, I see it. Um, uh, don't go to Redbud. Sorry, go to Muddy Creek. Oh, okay. And then you scroll down almost to the bottom on my screen. Um, it's uh, Trey Kennard and Eli Tomac kind of are in the middle of the picture. Okay. Hold on. We're going to take a look at this, Paul, and see if we can figure it out. Um, there are different uh, motor mounts are a very um, a particular thing with riders. You know, they test a lot. They test thickness. They test types of material. Uh, gallery, Muddy Creek. So. And where is it? It's on the bottom? It's towards the bottom on my page. I'm assuming yours would be the same. And uh, it's a picture of uh, Kennard and Tomek. Looks like they're coming through yep. a I see it. first corner. Entering yeah. the first turn? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just the bolts that you're looking at. Uh, carbon fiber guard. And I, I, don't, I, 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 I don't see how the bolts would be loose or why they would ever do that. I mean, they okay. would just take the motor mount off if that's what they wanted it to do. I think that's just kind of what... The bolt. I didn't know if they maybe ran a shoulder in there or something to give it more flex. I mean, they, there's like a shadow underneath them, and that, you know, I have a 17, and obviously I don't have a carbon fiber motor mount, but, yeah. you know, you have some similar bolts in there, and I was like, man, that looks really weird. Huh. Uh, on my computer, I'm zoomed in all the way. I can't even see what you're talking about, really. I see the water pump guard, the carbon fiber water pump guard and everything. Uh, oh, go, uh, sorry, go a little bit above by his boot, where the, just above the pipe. Oh. So you see the Akrapovich uh, exhaust can there, and then the... No, I don't think that. Maybe yeah, maybe it's a shoulder on the bolt head or something, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Good eye, though, man. Yeah, I like that. I was just, just curious. Yeah, no worries. Uh, thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Have a great day. Thanks. Yeah, Paul, talking about... Uh, and that's a, that's a good job, uh, Dan, for looking at that. But motor mounts, man, I've spent hours of my mechanical life testing motor <laughs> mounts with riders, right? Yeah, I mean, I primarily worked on a 250 team, and we didn't do as much of it because I don't think those things have as big of a That's true. change on a yep. 250. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, we did it for sure. We we experimented with materials and thicknesses, and so, yeah, I think all the higher-end teams do it. Yeah, absolutely. We did uh, We did so much of it. Yeah, on 450s, I think with the torsion and the flex and the horsepower, torque, everything, yeah, things, uh, things move around. So um, is this Mark? Yeah. All right, Mark, you're on there. And uh, David, this is David? Yes, Steve, it's David. All right, speak up a little bit, David, if you can. Um, okay. David, what kind of bars do you want if you win? Ooh, I don't know. Whatever the, whatever matches the stock, uh, Kawasaki spin is what I would like. Okay. And uh, Mark? Seven-eighths bar. Seven-eighths bar? Okay, yeah, all right. And Mark, what kind of bars do you want if you win? Uh, oversized bars, uh, I believe they are the Wyndham bend. All right. Okay. No problem. We can do that. So what I'm going to do is ask, uh, I'm going to ask a trivia question about Paul and myself, uh, either one. And the, uh, first guy to, uh, three, 
uh, gets the bars. Uh, wh what you need to do is say your name uh, as soon as I as soon as I finish the question, if you know the answer, and uh, and then we'll see if you get it right. All right. All right. Okay, Mark, David, uh, what rider did Paul take to the national championship? Oh boy. David. David, go ahead. Uh, Dean Wilson. Good job. All right. Gosh. All right. Uh, who can name two riders, two riders that I, Steve Math, has worked for? Mark. David. Mark was first. Go ahead. Uh, Barry and Villeman. Nope. You're wrong. No. Uh, I've never worked for Villeman, although I, th I think I, we, we wouldn't have made a very good match. Um, <laughs> David, do you have it? Uh, Birdwell and Tim Ferriss. Birdwell. Dude. Yeah. Birdwell. That's a good I'm pull. Old, I'm, I'm old, Steve. I'm 41 today. That's a, congratulations. That is a good good pull. All right, uh, Mark, David. Uh, David, you're up 2 nothing. What is Paul Parabinos' greatest motocross racer accomplishment? David. David, go ahead. <laughs> I think he won Loretta Lynn. Yes. All right, this one's not even close. David, David wins 3 nothing. <laughs> Uh, so, I'm a, I listen to the show a lot. Oh, yeah, clearly. Mark, thanks for playing, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, David, congratulations. You are going to get a set of uh, 7 8 bar for your Cowie or whatever you want, really. Um, right on. Any questions at all, or just is that it? Um, well, I had a question. I didn't know I had a question. I had a comment. All right. I was at Redbud, and did Jason Anderson move on Baggett? I'm not – I'm a Stu fan, not really a – I'm a fan of racing. Yep. You're like, I don't have him in the game. He did – that did take away a good fight for the Moto2, honestly, on, on uh, July 4th weekend. So that yeah. was my comment. I, I'm, I'm not as strict on it as JT. Right. But it kind of it kind of really screwed up a good battle for the for the win. For yeah. The yeah. But that was it. Yeah. That was it. All right. Well, thanks for the comment. Congrats on the bar. Stay on hold. Uh, Tis Legendary will get your information, and, uh, and we'll you. get those out to you. Thanks, man. All right, thank you, Paul. Thanks. Take care. All right, see you, man. Uh, yeah, he knew everything, Paul, about your motocross yeah, he's the winner. So, um, all right, Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, also presented by Get and Pro Taper and the folks at Truck Hero. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, Monday night, Pulp Mech show. Thursday night, uh, Thursday, this show. And then later on, we'll do the NFAB Fantasy Moto show also. So if you're into Fantasy Moto, uh, you can uh, listen and try to win that way. So, all right, Paul. Uh, your motocross the nations team right now, give it to me. Um, what I want it to be, or who I think will go. Or what <laughs> give me, give us both. Uh, give us both, then. Yeah. Um. Well, I, we don't know the extent of Baggett's thumb. Um. So right now, I'll say it's uh. Right now, I'll say it's Tomac Anderson and uh, Osborne. Yep. And who I think goes. I think 100% Anderson and Osborne go, and then after that, I, I just don't know. Well, uh, Tomac would have to bow I out, right? Which he has done before. Yes. Um, so that's kind of what I'm going on. So If he's in, I mean, he's obviously on mm -hmm. the team. Yep. If he's not, and we have to go Anderson and uh, Osborne, obviously Baggett would be the next choice if he has something he's dealing with. After that, um, yeah. I don't even know who's after that. Yeah, I don't know either. What about putting? Nah, you wouldn't want to screw Osborne over. He's been riding great. But what about putting uh, Tomac Anderson and put Baggett on a small bike? Put him literally on uh, a KTM 250F. Can, um, 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, and, and Osborne not on one? Yeah, Osborne out. Nah, that's stupid. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I just think, I don't know, man. I, I, I like Roger DeCoster. Uh, he's done a lot for the Team USA over the years, but he makes sure it's kind of political, you know? He makes yeah, sure his it, guys it are Yeah, it for on. sure is. It for sure is. But, um, I mean, I think I think Osborne and Anderson deserve to go. Mm-hmm. They've, you know, um, Osborne has experience there, and he's easily the I mean, I I don't know if easily is the right word, but he's clearly I think the best the best guy at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the f- funds and the team and the infrastructure to do it and do it correctly. Um, and the same thing with Anderson. He Anderson rides great under pressure. I believe is the, the his biggest asset is he rides the best when the pressure's on. I mean, Anaheim won uh, Des Nations last year. I think he he deserves a chance to avenge himself from last year. So, um, and he's hauling ass. The only Chink and Anderson's armor is his starts are a bit suspect. Um, Baggett obviously has the experience to go. As long as he's healthy, I think he deserves to go. He's in the hunt for the title, so yeah, for sure. Um, and as long as KTM can help uh, that team have the um, have the setup and kind of the equipment that he needs to to do it correctly, then um, then I think that gives us the best chance to win. Yeah. So any of those four right yep. now would be on my list. And I hopefully, I think I think Great Britain would pick Dino, right? Um, yeah, I, I talked to Dean about that almost a month ago, and I think they have a new team manager. They do, he's yeah. been group texting. He's been group texting all the kind of uh, candidates, so mm-hmm. I think Dean's for sure in the running. Um, uh, I, I don't have any more details, really, though. Yep. Uh, what do you think about Weston Pike's uh, season? Uh, 4-4 at, Red, at Muddy Creek. He's got a damaged-up wrist. And uh, second moto at um, Redbutt. At first moto, he came through the pack. I like that. Second moto, he was pretty good, man. Like, I think he's going back to JGR next year, and again, knowing his wrist is kind of jacked up, I think it's been a good season for him. Yeah, and I mean, he deserve he deserves to go back there. And he's, I mean, what I love about Weston is he's just tough. He's he's a man. He's he's um he doesn't he doesn't quit. And and I mean, he I think his wrist injury is pretty gnarly. I don't know the effects of it, but mm-hmm. or the uh, the extent of Exce- it. Yep. Um, but I imagine that was a pretty hard one for him to get over. And, you know, he's back, he's racing. He's already been knocking on the door for a podium with that four, four. That was, that was, I thought that was exceeded my expectations for him that day. So, um, you know, kudos to him. He just, I think it goes to show that, um, you know, if you put in the the work, you'll get the reward type thing. And he's just, um, he's just a hard worker and he's always giving it all he has, everything he has. You know, the one thing that I think he needs to kind of work on and fix is, is the same reason he doesn't have a, a permanent number, which I think he's deserving of one, is he can't get through a season, it doesn't. It seems, without having some sort of injury or setback. So that's mm-hmm. one thing I think he needs to work on. Maybe he just um, maybe he tries, tries to muscle it or go for it a bit too much in some situations. Um, so kind of back it down a bit maybe and, yep. and kind of – that's the only thing I can I can say though, but but uh, he's uh, he's impressive man for sure, especially yeah. where he's come from. He's really earned it. So yep. Um, any silly season stuff that you've heard rumors out there that you can fill us in on um, that um, that we don't know about or uh, anything? Um, I probably I mean you you know so much these days. I don't I don't know. Um, I would I, a lot of these teams are pretty much done. I would say. Yeah, I think um, it's, a, it's a matter I mean, of seeing that Canard comes back. What KTM does with that other spot. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's a spot at KTM. I'm not sure what's going on with. I still sounds mm-hmm. like it's unsure who the second guy at Cowie will be, the, which I think is oh, even retarded that there's I a conversation that, about it. I thought that was going to happen. I really thought Grant was going there, going to stay there. Um, 
That's yeah, what I got. Maybe, from, maybe you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you know more than me, and I think he. I think it'd be retarded if anybody else besides him went there. Yeah, I agree. One thing Hill I, is clearly not ready to ride a 450 in my mind. So. One thing I did hear was that KTM has uh, has either uh, talked to Tickle or expressed or actually given him an offer for next year for KTM. So that one kind of ca- cool. caught yeah. me by surprise a little bit. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, it, you know, if Roger just wants a, a steady, fast, you know, no maintenance kind of guy, it's Brock Tickle, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brock's a joy to have on any team for sure, and he's always tries hard. Yep. All right. Well, hey, uh, Paul, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for giving away a set of bars um, to David, the winner. And uh, thanks for coming on. We will see you soon, man. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. See you. Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper and Get and Truck Hero all presenting on the show, as well as FlyRacing.com. Please check them out. Uh, we gave away a 2017 set of Kinetic Mesh to a lucky caller, still to give it out. You saw this stuff debut at Daytona. It's rather sharp looking, and uh, we are looking to uh, give it away to a lucky caller. So please, a couple lines open still. Um, you got to check out um, 702-586-757 on your phone to, uh, to make it happen. All right, from Fly Racing, Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How are you? What's going on? It's been the wrath. Have you, have you gotten some wrath about uh, your strong stance on Jason Anderson and Blake Baggett? Uh, a little bit. I don't know that it's been so strong, though. Okay. I think I was fairly fair on both sides. <laughs> I, fairly fair? <laughs> yeah. I can't really uh, I can't really blame Jason Anderson at all. I wasn't angry or anything. No. You, you, you usually can tell when I'm angry because I'll be lighting your phone up and venting to you, but I, I wasn't angry. I I thought it was I was more just trying to explain the thought processes and all the things that go on, you know, underneath the the helmets here versus uh, what mm-hmm. people, you know, necessarily well, see on the track. I read the article, it's on RacerX online. Um I, you know, I felt like you explained it well, but you came on the side of absolutely Anderson meant to uh, you know, cause harm to Baggett's position. Eh, that, that not harm, not, not harm on not the body, harm. not bodily harm. I mean, meant to, you know, knock him, hit him. And maybe not no, I, down, think, I think he was. Yeah, I think he was trying to send a send a message. Right. Like, obviously, if you've been living under a rock for the past few months, you wouldn't know that uh, these two don't get along and aren't really seeing eye to eye so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just think he took an opportunity to maybe share a little attitude back. And I, I don't think he was like, "I'm going to knock this dude down right here," because if he wanted to do that, he would have done it. Like he's he's very good at that if he, when he wants to be. Yeah. So. But fans, um, I definitely. I mean, fans, it wasn't even the dirtiest move I saw that day. You know, let alone anything crazy. But fans and teams and riders don't—they're not able to see it unbiasedly. Yeah. So you know, I mean, people fly off the handle, and obviously, you know, I understand the fact that I—it's the team I used to race for, and he wears the gear that you know that I of the brand that I work for, and but that—that's tough. I, I can't. There's no way for me to distance myself from that. So I just have to put that on you know at the front and be transparent say hey these things are also true but that doesn't mean that i you know i've never really been necessarily close to blake baggett Mm -hmm. in the past so i don't have a bunch of deep-seated emotion behind uh my viewpoint um trust me i've i've railed against lots of people that uh have done things the same deal and much worse that i have no affiliation to uh, by the way, Brock Tickle's out for the weekend. Got a note from back from Paul. So Tickle's out for the weekend. Hurt his shoulder at uh, Redbud. So bummer for him. Uh, so yeah, Justin, Blake's, uh, Blake's trying to ride press day as we speak, so we'll see how that goes as well. That was my next question. Okay, yeah. yeah. So nothing broken in the thumb, but uh, ligament stretch, or sprain, whatever, something like that, right? 
Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely sore. You know, I talked to to Michael Byrne this morning, and and obviously, not everything needs to be shared publicly. But he didn't give me a lot of details anyway. He just said, "Hey, man, you know, there's there's an injury going on, and it's not as bad as it could be, but it's gonna be hard. He's gonna try to ride today. I think it's the first time he's ridden, you know, since the weekend." Um, and I, I don't think they know much right now as far as how this is going to go. I, I think it's going to be practice by practice and lap by lap as far as how much pain he can take and you know the mobility and all those things that go into an injury like a thumb where you, you use it so much to hold onto the bike. It's, it's kind of a critical appendage, as uh, any primate might tell you. Right. Um, hey, so talk a little bit more across the nations with Paul. That time is coming up. We've got to start thinking about it. Um, the one thing about Blake Baggett going, and I think, well, I think Roger picks Anderson over Baggett. We'll see how it goes, as we talked about in the Pulp MX show. But if Baggett gets chosen, and it would mm-hmm. be a great choice, uh, the teams I talked to, JT, said it's $60,000 to go. Do you think the Rocky Mountain team would, this would be a strain on them? This would be trouble for them? Would someone else pick this up? Uh, what do you think about the cost of going if it is in the sixty grand range for I a privately owned really team? Really high. I think that's a really high number. Okay, that's my that's my opinion personally. Um, I I would like to see an itemized receipt for that. Well, because okay, I, think so I don't that's know more if we're like gonna, a Halliburton. I don't know that's like a Halliburton gonna... <laughs> number for, for the Gulf War. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know how they could possibly approach sixty grand. Okay. But, um, in any case, it's expensive and. Uh, whether Forrest had to approach the teams and sponsors that would love to be a part of that, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the process would work. It, it's definitely a new experience for Forrest if that happens. Um, b- but I, I can't see it being sixty grand first and foremost. And okay, can you see the dollar amount affecting Baggett going or no? Just that would be no, no. Um, I think it's it would be you know stressful initially for Forrest, but I, I know with the. Um, the sponsors he has behind him and the support, and uh, I mean, it's a big deal for everyone involved, from KTM to uh, Western Power Sports and Fly Racing to Rocky Mountain ATVMC to to everyone. I, I mean, it, you go down the line of sponsors, and and everyone, and I'm speaking for other people, but I, I think that everyone would kick in if it came to that to help out, however they could. You know, right. some some people have more means than others, but I've seen it before. Um, the same situation occurred with uh, when the when the opportunity to to hire Andrew Short arose in 2013. I mean, budgets were set. Uh, there was, you know, if you went to went to a lot of people and said, hey, we need more money, you know, bu- budgets were spoken for as, uh, you know, we had that conversation with Paul Parabinos the other day. Um, but Salesforce presented an opportunity and many companies stepped up and said, yes, that's We'll, we'll find a way to get Andrew Short on our equipment. And, uh, you know, people people come together and make things work. All right, let's get to some phone calls here. Bill, what's going on? Uh, what's your question, man? Hey, Steve. Uh, my question is about um, if the donation does indeed come to Redbud next year in 2018, is the FIM going to require any track changes? I remember when our Bud's Creek hosted it in, I yeah. think, 07. They made them change that start. And that start really seems to suck. And I remember when yep. it was done. Yep. It was done based on the FIM requirement. I just wonder if Red Buds could have to do any neutering to their track. Uh, they would have to, absolutely. And I would even wonder about the jumps. You know, I would really look at the, some of the jumps that Red Bud has, and perhaps they get tamed down also. I think these are things that, that are non-negotiable. You have to do this type of stuff if, if you want to hold an MXDN. So that will be interesting because Red Bud start – 
is exactly the type of starts that you never see at the GPs. They hate that kind of start. Okay. For and, so and, yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, I, I, yeah, man. I, sorry. Um, the other thing was I, I thought the jumps. I've seen some pretty big jumps at the Emmett. Is it like a distance? I remember before like no jump could be like higher than three feet or something. Otherwise, considered a whoop. But like, is there an overall distance? Like, you know, the leaf is that just beyond their spec? Uh, I don't know. You know, it used to be just tabletops, and you could put a mound on the end, and that would be okay. And so, technically, the the leap is a triple, although it's uphill. And you know, the the the, the third jump is. You know, not very tall compared to the first jump. Although this year was pretty big with the new leap that they did. Um, yeah, I would think that there would be a massive fight over that. The Americans would want to keep the leap in. It's a signature jump there. But JT, I could see the 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 Ustream saying no, 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 no on that. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, because it used to be really black and white. It used to say no doubles. You know, it had to be tabletops, and that doesn't mean you couldn't have really big tabletops. But there was definitely that clear rule. Where now I haven't seen anything in print, and it seems like it's more up to their discretion on a on a track by track basis. So I don't necessarily think the leap is dangerous. Uh, I can't really recall any big crashes on the leap. You know, unless a bike breaks or something, well, of course, which yeah. can happen on any jump. But it. To me, it's not really that dangerous of a jump because usually if guys are going for it, they know they're going to make it. And if they don't think they're going to make it, they back out of it. So, um, yeah, I think you would you would see a pretty big fight put up by the Ritchie family um, and just public outcry in general to, to remove a jump like that uh, at such a signature event like the Motocross the Nation. So I, I certainly hope they don't. And that's a, we're all assuming that they have the event there to start with. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I would I – would, Imagine they'll do some track changes. That's just how these events turn out. But uh, a jump like that, man, you got to think it's going to stay. Something that's interesting, JT, is I asked uh, some powers that be. I said, uh, you can't have a national and a nations the same year at the same track because you can't have a GP and a nations at the same track. So I assumed that the same would play out for the nations in America, and I was told, nope. So no track's going to lose its national. They would just hold two races. Is that a rule? I've never heard that. Yeah, yeah, that's a rule. If you hold it, if you host the Nations, you can't host a GP. So uh, are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look back. You're positive. Yep. Um, huh. okay, so I was like, hmm, that's going to be odd because to not have a red bud national on the on the July Fourth weekend. But I was told, nope, they can still have it. So it's interesting. I never knew that. Uh, thanks, Bill. Sure. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, Let's go to Derek on one. Derek, what's happening? Thanks for calling. What's your question? Oh, yeah. I was just wondering with this whole uh, Anderson Baggett deal, I mean, if, if Baggett rides this weekend, what are the chances of it escalating, whether some sort of retaliation or maybe Blake just saying some, some things in interviews, you know, talking crap? Uh, what do you guys think about that? Mm, yeah, there's definitely no love lost. I'm sure Blake and Forrest and Michael Byrne and everybody think that Anderson is a bloodthirsty killer. <laughs> and, and Baggett's lucky to be alive after that move. And, you know, Anderson and Evan, Bobby Hugh and everybody just say that's racing. Um, so, you, yeah, you, one would think, Derek, for sure, that if it comes to it, we could see some fireworks. Right, JT? You know what? My honest opinion is I think with Blake right now, uh, with the injury, I think he's just going to try to get do everything he can to do as well as he can and get points. I don't think he's in a situation where he can worry about Anderson. If he was healthy... And all good, yes. I think you would see something like uh, Indianapolis a couple years ago where they were just going at each other in practice. But I I don't think Blake's 
up. I don't think he's up for it right now. The one thing, Derek, I think too is I would bet a lot of money that DeCoster at KTM uh, went over and talked to Anderson and Bobby Hewitt. Maybe not both. Maybe just one, and said, uh, "Stop it! What are you doing? We're trying to win a championship here. KTM Husky, same OEM. Basically, we're trying to win a cha- championship." So, oh, two brands that aren't the same at all. But no, no, two brands that have nothing to do with each other. But somehow, Dungy <laughs> thanked Husky at the press conference, um, you know, in Vegas. But um, I would there's bet- a distinct there is a distinct hallway between the two brands. Yes, Let's yes, keep that in mind. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, thanks, Derek. Appreciate it, man. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I don't have a dog in the fight, so for me, uh, if Anderson and Baggett want to get at it, that'll be interesting and lots to talk about for sure you know so yeah i mean whatever i i'm i'm a fan at heart so i'm i'm all in too uh derek what's going on you want to talk about locals riding southwick what's happening hey mathis hey jt how you guys doing good what's happening hey mathis i love what you said earlier about southwick is a place that you love but you dread that's exactly you love to tell bench stories but you dread going there and my question is well as a mechanic i dread going there now i don't care but as a mechanic (laughs) i hated it yeah well, trust me, as a rider, it's the same feeling. Right. For me, it's local 10 minutes away, but you dread going there because you know you're going to get the crap kicked out of you. But yeah. why do um, you know our older local guys, Dowdy, Henry before he's injured, Mike Treadwell, Tony LaRusso, these guys were well past their primes on a track that kicks the crap out of you, yet we're still able to ride so well there. I think when you're a grizzled vet, you just you don't quit. You got fight in you, maybe because you were fighting for the bread lines back in the World War II days. I don't know. Um, what do you think, JT? Just they were real men. They just knew how to ride sand, and they were real men. I don't know what else to yeah, say. I think that's part of it. You know, I think they're, um, you know, they spent every weekend of their younger days, especially for guys like LaRusso and Treadwell and these guys, they were doing 430s every weekend because that's what NESC races were. They were 430 Minamotos all year long. Uh, so they, I think they were just really, really well-tuned for outdoor racing and long motos. And then, too, I think at a track like Southwick where they've ridden so many times, you gotta, you got to realize they race this track over a dozen times a year for decades, right? So I think they learned how to ride this track much more effortlessly than others would. You know, So for me, rolling in there on a national weekend, my effort level to ride the track fast is going to be much higher than theirs because they're so at home. They're so comfortable. They know the lines. It, you know, It's like a day at the practice track. So I think there's something to that where they just don't have to try as hard to go fast where I'm going to be you know, right. just flailing around out there trying to go fast like they are. Derek, best Southwick, you, you, Derek, best Southwick rider you've ever seen who's the best local uh, i you know what i have to go just because i know him uh jyd yeah he's so personable with the people and he took crazy lines up on you know, on the banking and you know just to see him go out there and the fans go crazy love seeing john go around the track and i think like you said that old school grit these guys love the pain yeah and i wonder if these new younger riders maybe a little more diva they don't like yeah. these tracks. Yeah, no, it could be, man. Absolutely. Thanks for calling. Well, you got to think about yeah. how much how much Supercross right now too, compared to what you know JYD and Keith Johnson and Scotty Carter and all these guys. They, those guys rode for the most part. They rode outdoors year round. Right. You know, winter winter am series and just all the time. They would ride Supercross a little bit. Okay, some of the top guys did, but even then, the amount of time they were practicing Supercross versus outdoors was nothing like now. You're saying Scotty Cotta wasn't very good at Supercross? Scotty Cotta. Yeah, he got I mean, they wrote some, but they're, I mean, they were, you got to think how much money they were making doing NESC races oh, yeah, back then, too. For sure.
Uh, Matt, what's going on? You got a question for JT? Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if he's – are you riding Washougal, the 125 race? No, I'm not. Um, I've been uh, asked a few times. It just it comes down to a couple things. To do it and do it right, I want to have my own bike, um, and I'd want to practice because just every time I do it, I, I borrow a bike, and I'm not used to it, and I don't know what's on it, and something happens, and it just hasn't gone well. And it, it's not very much fun for me at that point because I don't even know what I'm riding on. You know, the suspension and yeah, the bars are different. Yeah, that's never fun. And, yeah, it just feels like an you know a, an alien bike. Even if it was just bone stock, I would be willing to do it. Like right off the showroom floor, that would be a different scenario than jumping on someone's bike who they have it all set up to how they like it. Uh, yeah, it's just not very much fun. Matt JT's track record of these one-off races hasn't been good either. <laughs> been terrible. <laughs> uh, but that's part of it. That's yeah. part of why. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so Matt, you got a bike? Yes, yes, I do. Are you the guy with the CR125 that keeps wanting JT to ride it? At this race? Oh no! Oh yeah, no, some guy's been emailing me. He's got a he's got a CR125 for JT lined up, ready to go. No. Um, are you you, you want to set a gear from Fly Racing, the uh, kinetic mesh? Heck yeah! All right, buddy, stay on hold. You win it. Thanks for calling. Perfect. Thanks. Uh, kinetic mesh 2017 and a half kinetic mesh winner Matt for asking a question about JT riding the 125 Dream Race. Uh, let's go to Travis. Travis, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Steve? What's up? Uh, I got a question about some uh, tear-offs for the X-Brand goggles. I ordered some, or I got some goggles a couple months ago, probably, and I've been waiting on tear-offs for them. Evidently, they're all on back order. Uh-huh. You know, you know anything about that? Or, uh, you know how I could get some tear-offs for those? Yeah, send me a, send me a note using the contact form on uh, pulpamex.com. I'll try to get you sorted out, man. Uh, I know sometimes, you know, one guy makes laminate tear-offs for every cargo company, and yep. uh, sometimes there's a long wait uh, for a dude. So uh, let me send me a note, and I'll look into it for you. Okay, yeah, I've been trying to get the laminates, and then I just yeah. went for the, the single pack, and everything's on back order. So. Okay. Are, they, yeah, are so all the tear-offs the same for all the goggles? No, no, they're different posts and shapes and everything else, but the same company makes the laminates so the one guy has a patent on it he's here in vegas actually okay so maybe I'll just, all, right, all, you, yeah. all right thanks all, all you right, listeners thanks. out there it's, i get a text about once a day telling me that uh from mathis and there there are multiple curse words involved in this text but it's telling me to invent something i need to invent something uh and obviously ty matheson so he becomes rich too Yes. Is this something that you're talking about? Like this guy with the, the laminates where everyone has to go to him? That's that's something like you're looking at? Well, that's a patent, but we, yeah, we need to do something else that then we patent it. And then we right. make Well, notes. he invented, right. yeah, he invented. So then we get we get patents. we get out of this. We get out of this moto moto <laughs> game and we live like kings. Uh, Fly right. Race and Moto 60 show presented by Get Pro Taper and Truck Hero. Thanks for listening everybody. Southwick coming up this weekend, but let's switch to Supercross JT. So uh, I talked to Dave Prater this week, did an interview on Racer X about the 18 schedule, and, and Dave wouldn't crack, but he didn't tell me anything, actually. He probably hates me, but thankfully <laughs> for the interview, he did it. But Dave, but the rumors are, JT, no semis. The semis are gone, which we've, we've seen mm-hmm. before. Um, two 250 East-West races, so Vegas and another one, uh, combined coasts. And uh, a couple races with the MEC format, which would be three main events, and I would imagine all the qualifying would be done uh, during the day. Maybe not that part, but at least uh, three main events. Uh, thoughts on all of that? Um, obviously, it's a rumor only, but strong rumors. So what do you think? Yeah, I'm interested to see how it plays out because 
as we know, you know, a lot of times these things get set in stone, and then at the last minute they get reverted back to the same old deal. Just like just like last year, the chase was happening, it was happening, it was happening until it wasn't happening. Um, so, my opinion, I hope they do it. I think uh, I think the the Monster Energy Cup format is awesome. I think having the qualifying done in the day. And then having three races where your stars of the sport are all out there at the same time and they all matter three separate times, I think is great. I think the guys have plenty of time to rest. They're only 10 lap races. Um, I think having multiple chance to get points and it gives uh, some of the guys that maybe they're great starters but don't have 20 laps in them, it gives those guys a chance at success or a better chance anyway. I think it adds a sense of urgency to the main events, you know, uh, where Tomac can't blow the start and just know he's going to catch up. Like, you, you, there's no time for that. So I, I just think that we need to shake things up, you know, and I don't always agree with your um, ideas for how to shake things up, but, man, there are some good ideas out there. I think Monster Cup is, is proven that it's one of those. Um, so the semis, I don't know. I've done it both ways. I've done it for a lot of years in both ways. And um, I could go either way. I think some of the best racing action, I even saw a tweet that was directed at both of us saying how great the racing action was in the semis. And I'm torn on that because I know as a racer, when you're in that second, third, fourth position in the semi, your only thought is just don't crash. Don't do anything stupid right here. Right. Um, but then we've seen like the, the Vince Friesen, Weston Pike fight was in a semi race. And we've, we have seen some cool action, but I just know as a racer, your priority is just getting through the race. It's not really doing anything spectacular. So um, if we have something to replace it with, if there's a cool addition to soak up that time, I think it would probably be better suited uh, doing something like that than it is what we're getting out of the semis. And I've heard, and I don't know, I can't confirm this, but I've heard that research, on whatever research that is, I don't know, research shows that the viewership of a Supercross race in a four-hour block tapers off after the heat races are over, and then people join for the LCQs and, and the main events. Um, and that's part of the reason why this decision has been made. So I would watch all of it, but I guess I'm in the minority. I get the fact that if you're in a quasi supercross fan, all these races are the same to you. You know what, what do you I mean? Think they do during that span. What do they? They watch Modern Family. I, I don't or know. I, yeah, what do I don't, they do? No idea, bro. Don't know. Why would you ever turn it off? I do not I know. know. Even even if you weren't watching, like you were going, oh, let's go do something else for a little bit. Let's go grab. You're turning your TV off. Like that's weird to me. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm more curious as what they're doing. Right. I don't know. Maybe they're doing it. You know, maybe a quick, huh. quick, quickie in between this, the heats and the, the LCQ. It is Saturday night. It yeah. is. That's what I mean. You're partying. Um, yeah, I, I, I switch it up, man. Switch everything up. Switch it all up. I don't care. Give points out to fastest qualifiers, heat race winners. Uh, give points out to whole shots. I don't do anything. Just you do the briefcases? Absolutely. Bring the briefcase. You want no. Sure. No, don't do that. That uh, was the worst idea. Uh, That's the worst yeah. idea I've seen in racing in a long time. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. I mean, uh, I wouldn't exactly yell and scream in support of the briefcases, but uh, okay, sure, briefcases. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing. And, and like you said, you have a good point there with these teams being stuck in the mud and, and making the changes back and everything else. So um, I, I'll be interested yeah. to seeing what happens. That's just what I'm looking at. It's July, and we're looking at, yeah, this is going to happen. And, yeah, we all know how that goes when it comes to December. Mm -hmm. you know. So I'll believe when I see it. I hope for it. I yeah. think it's a great move. I think it's the right progression. Uh, it's going to get more people excited and add, a, add some variance. And you can't just plan on oh, 20 laps. I know I'll be solved for 20 laps. Same old thing. you know. So I, I think 
I think it's time. I think we can handle it. I think there's not many downsides to it, but I also know how these things go. Uh, good news for us. Tyson or Tyler on one has an invention for us. Uh, Tyler, what's up? What's your invention, bro? All right. So uh, you know how when you're working on a bike, your your tools go everywhere. They're all over the ground. They're all over your bench. Uh-huh. What if you made a little box that goes onto your rear fender and you could put your tools in there? <laughs> it's, how been about that? it's been done, bro. It's oh, oh okay. I, I didn't. I thought it was all brand new idea. It's actually, you know, we have, we, have our, uh, we have a fly stand. <laughs> oh, yeah? We have a fly stand that the sides of it, you know, right. so on the sides you have your whatever, like on a, on a race stand it would have yeah. the rider and the mechanic. Yeah. On our fly stand, it says fly racing right there, but that folds down and it turns into a tool tray. Mm. Nice. I have to actually sweet. look at that. So the funny joke was, is actually on Monster. I believe that Axel Hodge's dad, isn't that how he made his money? Was like some kind of toolbox like that? Oh, I don't know. I don't really. I, I think oh. that's. Yeah, I mean, you have to look into it, but I'm like 95 percent sure uh, that that's how he made his big box. How are you crazy. making? How are you making a ton of money on a thing that Velcro straps around a rear fender that holds a tool? And I've hey, never heard. Look of. it up, uh, and I guarantee you, there's there's information on it. I'm pretty oh. sure that's that's where he made that money. I mean, I don't know where else the money's coming from. No, but, no, well. And what I what I typically choose to believe in life is that if somebody's actually made a lot of money doing something, you've you've heard of it, or someone you know has heard of it. Yeah, that's true. Especially yeah. being that they're in the <laughs> moto industry. Yeah, no, I definitely heard of that. I've seen that thing. I, I've seen that thing. I, yeah. I remember being a factory yeah. mechanic and somebody coming around and saying, "Put this on your bike," and and all that. Yeah. So, uh, thanks, Tyler. I, I was excited, hey, but I had, I had okay, else. go ahead. Yeah. Sure. The other the other thing was um, you guys were talking about the the format, and I didn't get to catch all that because I was calling in, but. Uh, what do you guys think about drop races? Like, if you were to drop a couple races, or you know, is that a really bad thing to try to eliminate? You know, the brake failure or yeah, sure. know, kind of mechanical yeah, I'm, failure. I'm, I'm down with it, JT. What was the product? No, oh no, what product. You're Going dropping. You're dropping a race in the point series. Oh yeah, I don't like that. I think uh, yeah. I think there's too much effort from the teams and bikes and you know mechanics and riders. And I, I like having uh, I like having it all count. I mean, it's the bad stuff's going to happen. That's just part of it. So yeah, I think it adds to the sure. racing too. If you took out some of like took out one of Tomac's bad races, it would have been a runaway this yeah. year. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah, that's true. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, thank you, Justin. Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. What's happening, man? How's it going, man? What's up? I got a question for you guys. I mean, you guys, you've wrenched on quite a few bikes. Would it be worth me waiting until the new CRF 250 drops for well, 18? Do you, do you have a 17 250? No. Oh. Back into like I told uh, your producer, I used to ride with Curry back when he first got signed on with Triple X. Oh, Paul Curry. <laughs> Paul Curry. I live down here in Naples, Florida. Where do you even start with Paul Curry, Chase? <laughs> <laughs> like. Where? I don't know, but it's going to end in laughter. I can right, right, right. <laughs> so um, I'm basically getting into it back like he's doing right now. He's back into it? Curry's back into it? Yeah, he's been riding down here at Florida Tracks and Trails. Yeah. Oh, wow. The alarm company is thriving, and he's just starting the, the comeback. Um, <laughs> Curry, hey, Curry was fast, dude. JT, back me up. Curry was fast. Yeah, I mean he was he got top five in outdoors a few times. I mean he was yeah. he was super legit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just remember that Minneapolis Supercross where he hold shotted and that was basically his uh his signing for triple X. I don't remember that, but um Yeah, I believe it was ninety four. I always want to ask Curry if he had an, a big bore though, that one year when Renard was doing his bikes, one twenty five nationals. Yep. Did he have a big bore, JT? 
Uh, I don't know. I rode it. I rode that bike a few times, and it was really fast. Okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think so. I think he, that Rainer just had those things really dialed in because right. he was a part of a lot of factory efforts. Sure. But, um, but Justin, uh, yeah, 18 CRF 250, huge changes, man. Big changes. That's what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Is it, do you think I should wait and let them work the bugs out of it? Because it looked like from the pictures they're going to twin cam and all yeah. kinds of new yeah, stuff. Yeah, twin cam, twin pipes. Uh, uh, yeah, lots of different stuff. Um, nah, it's Honda, man. They're good. I don't good know. Good to go. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a radical thing like an 09. They've already got the base with the 450, you know? So, yeah. um, no, I, I think that um, I think it'd be fine. Okay. Yeah, man. Well, thank you guys thanks. very much for the information. Yeah, thanks for listening. Tell Paul I said hi. Please do. All right, man. All right, see you. See you. Paul Curry. It's like I can't even say his name without laughing. You really can't. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's one of a kind. That's for sure. <laughs> I remember stopping for booze for him a few times. He, he needed booze, and he was always getting me to stop for him. I don't know why he couldn't go in, but he would text me in Florida and be like, hey. I remember at um, in '98 at uh, Glen Helen, he rode for Triple X, and I, their bikes were really bad that year for whatever reason. And he didn't qualify at Glen Helen. That was back when we had real racing yeah. qualifiers. And he crashed, he crashed in the first turn, so he rode his bicycle all the way to the 215 exit to where that gas station is, uh-huh. and bought 40s, like legitimate 40s, <laughs> and put them in a backpack, and rode his bicycle all the way back, and then drank 40s during the motos. <laughs> That sounds about right for Paul Curry. Oh, man, good times. All right, JT, thanks, buddy. Appreciate the time. And uh, uh, we'll see you uh, when we see you. Yeah, thanks. All righty. All right. You got some. Jason Thomas, Paul Paul Parabinos. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show presented by Get, Pro Taper, and Truck Hero. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Tits, fantastic job. Thank you. Just incredible job. I appreciate it. Um, No show next week. Yeah, no race, so no show. We're, we're taking a weekend off, everybody. But uh, thanks for listening. Greatly appreciate it. See you down the road.